Hello and welcome to this president of baseball operations edition for the Philadelphia Phillies of the Powder Blue podcast. My name is Frank Close and I'm here with Jeff Mosher and Hunter Brody. And after weeks and weeks and weeks of when it seemed like the Phillies would do absolutely nothing out of thin air, we learned that Dave Dombrowski, one of the names we've been talking about since the very, very beginning, will be the new president of baseball operations for the Philadelphia Phillies. So we're here to talk about that. We couldn't we couldn't let this go any longer. We had to talk about it right away. Well, there are all kinds of opinions out there. And Jeff Mosher and Hunter Brody have lots of them. So so why don't we start with you, Jeff, first before we get an overreaction from Hunter? So, Jeff, <laughs> what do you think about this move? Wait, does that mean I don't get to scream and, and make faces? <laughs> and no, we'll leave that to Hunter. Um, I think it's a pretty predictable move. Um, uh, you know, I've mixed emotions about it, but I could smell it coming a mile away. I think we even talked about Dombrowski even before the season was over as people yep. who could potentially replace um, either Matt Klintak or McPhail. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear as we do this in emergency fashion exactly what role he'll have and whether he brings in uh, a GM underneath him or if he's going to be calling more of the shots. But it's predictable because this feels like at least in John Middleton's mind, this is kind of like getting Pat Gillick in 2006. You're getting a proven winner to take this team that has a lot of talent and just try to add the missing pieces to win a World Series title. And while that has, you know, that, that there's some merit to that thought process and, and Dabrowski has an impressive track record, it feels a little bit hip- hypocritical because Middleton's also talking about wanting to be more progressive and build up the R&D department and try to be like the Dodgers. And this is not a move that those kind of a teams would be making. This represents kind of an old guard type of move. But as we've talked about, and before I pass it off to Hunter there, I, I don't know that Middleton truly is ready to embrace that kind of a move. He talks about it, but he's not the potted plant. So as he said, I don't know that he's really ready to get an Eric Neander type and just totally leave his uh, front office to the progressive uh, you know, number crunching rebuilding types. I think that he in he needs this as a security blanket, this type of proven winner where he feels like this guy's going to bring me a title that I want and take my money and spend it. So I don't know if he would even work well with the types that you see in LA or in Tampa or in Houston right now. It's a, to me, this feels like the more comfortable marriage. Definitely. It definitely does. Now, I'll say this. It's not the worst hire in the world because he has had success. I'm not going to act like that doesn't matter, but you know what's inevitable. You're going to get a stretch of 2013 to 2017 whenever he leaves. It's going to be miserable when he is no longer here. He's going to maybe cost you some players. The reason why Mookie Betts is not in Boston anymore is because of everything else he did surrounding that team, and then they couldn't afford him, and he had to ship him out. That's franchise changing. It's hard to get fired 11 months after winning a championship so there's something there turmoil wise when it comes to him at the end of the tenure so I'm not going to act as if he hasn't had success though I just don't see where the fit is with where the team really is I think John Middleton is 
looking at this team and thinks it's closer than where they really are, they need to take a step back a bit. They need to rebuild this system. And I hate this conversation that you don't win championships because of your system. You're right. You don't win championships because of the players in your minors, but you use that to then build everything around. It starts there. You can move on from prospects, acquire talent that way, but you need to have something. They have nothing. He blows up the system everywhere, but you don't even have that now. I just don't see how his mold, what Dave Dombrowski does, it has a role in this league. I just don't see how it fits where the Phillies are right now. I think the owner thinks they're where Dave Dombrowski should come in and fix it. I don't think they're really there. He needs to admit they're farther away than where they actually are. Yeah, I don't so- disagree real quick. I don't disagree with what a lot of hunters said, but I also don't look at the Red Sox situation post Dombrowski and say, look at you leaving that team in shambles again. They couldn't even afford Mookie bets. They certainly could have afforded Mookie bets if they wanted to, they decided on their own that they were going to go in a different direction, enter Heimbloom and, and be that kind of more progressive R and D department analytics. Do you think David Price's contract, Chris sale debacle, Nathan's contract, like all that added into, Hey, maybe we're not going to pay Mookie bets. If those weren't on the table to the level that they are, maybe that's saying, the like, difference in getting Mookie in the past. That wouldn't have been an issue for them. Just like in the past, it wouldn't have been an issue for the Yankees. Okay. We got a lot of bloated contracts. So what we're going to make it over three times over in our attendance and our visibility, but they're just taking. They're adopting a different viewpoint, just like the Dodgers are. Uh, although they did pay Mookie bets, but I, I don't like blame. I mean, he was given a directive to spend money, win, and bring in the talent, and he did. And that's what he was told to do. And the fact that they changed their philosophy is fine because I think I'm, I'm not blaming either side here. I'm, they changed the philosophy, which is a good one in my opinion. Um, and they just decided they needed a new person for that philosophy. But I don't put that on the whole Mookie on Dombrowski thing. They told him to spend money and get the best guys he could, and he did. Go ahead, Frank. So, so I think I think the biggest thing for us to consider here is is maybe not so much. We're, you know, we're wrapped up so far in Dombrowski himself. But let's take mm-hmm. a step back for a second first. So, what are the Phillies doing now? I mean, so so in other words, remember last week. There was this trade rumor out there. Well, maybe the Phillies would listen to, to, to Zach Wheeler trade rumors or trade offers, right? So, and everybody freaked out. It seemed like the Phillies weren't going to do anything. It seemed like they're just going to cry poor and sit in a corner. It seemed like the Ned Rice and Andy McPhail are just going to do whatever for a year. Well, instead, they're, they're bringing in a, an established name. And, and if you ask me, they're not bringing in this established name to just tank 2021, right? I mean, that this this has to mean that the that this franchise is going to win. It makes me think that they they are still going to spend some money. I mean, obviously, you know, the the reports of uh, are pretty well documented. They cut almost 18 percent of their workforce. And and certainly they only make (laughs) combined what a middle reliever might cost them. You know, Pat Neshack 2017 contract. But um, that means that they're, they're going to try, right? I mean, sh- shouldn't fans be happy about that? I mean, would you really actually sit through what we've kind of talked about before a, a, a year where they, they trade or maybe it was Wheeler. Maybe, maybe it was Nola and try to cash out the things they can cash out and then start all over. I mean, do, 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 don't you think it's worth trying when you have Bryce Harper trying when you have Aaron Nola in his prime trying when you have Zach Wheeler, I mean, they have a lot of pieces, Right. So there's the talk about the Phillies not being ready to win. I think one of you have said that so far, but 
they, they have a lot of pieces and and it seems like this sends the message we're not sitting down right i mean am, am i wrong no, I, I think you're right. I think the message is we brought in a guy who's willing to spend. Let's go buy ourselves a, a team that can contend. And I just don't know for the long term of this franchise if that is what's best. you got to look at the division right now. I, I mean, come on, the Braves, the Nationals, and the Mets. And I know it's competitive, and where the Mets are trending, I'm at least optimistic that they'll find a way to you know figure their whole situation out based off of the new owner. But I think for the long term of this franchise, you don't have to take a monster step back. I'm not asking for an entire five-year Matt Klintak, hey, let's tank and rebuild this thing. But if you take a couple baby steps back, so then you can spring forward a bit in a year or two, I think that's the best way to go about things. Didn't they talk about that at the end of the year, that they needed to rebuild this system and go with that route? They do need to do that to an extent. I don't think they're at the point now where let's just buy this entire team and go win a title. I think they're farther than that, and that's where I'm at. That's the disconnect for me. I think Middleton views it as they're closer than what they really are. They have some nice pieces, but I think you got to step back to spring forward. Well, I, I, I agree. I think when I say I agree, I understand the fan uh, being curious about this because, look, I do think the guy can come in here and I think his strengths are what basically what Matt Klintak couldn't do, which is make that small move that, uh, you know, find that diamond. And I don't want to say diamond in the rough, but but he did a good job, especially in Detroit, of getting like the Doug Fisters and yeah, the Armando Galarraga. Getting him was awesome. Then it was the contract that screwed it afterwards. Right. But he knew Miguel Cabrera was great from his time in, in Florida. Well, everybody knew he was great, but he was also able to get those mid-level kind of guys who are not household names and bring them in to really add to what was going on in Detroit. And he may very well be able to do that here in Philadelphia, which would be a good thing. I just think that people see the changing landscape in baseball right now. And they see that teams are setting themselves up to win, not only now, but for the future and be set up for a long-term success. And the concern here is that sure, Nebraska can come in, maybe, you know, flip a few of these guys, whether it's McCutcheon, whether it's Segura, I don't know, and bring in and make the team competitive for year one and two. But is he going to be able to do, are the Phillies going to be, uh, a flash in the pan, maybe, you know, win a championship in the next two years and then be terrible for the next five or six after that? Or is he going to set them up for long-term success? I think are, that's are you, the, the game we're talking about. Should here. you be okay with that, though? Like, isn't winning the World Series the whole point of this? Like, I mean, uh, what I tweeted in reaction to Dombrowski yesterday was was essentially that, that, yeah, you know, he's he he's won World Series. He does have a a legacy perhaps of some bad contracts behind some prospects traded, but he won world series hunter. Isn't that what this is all about? Yeah. I think it's interesting. You bring that up because I was having a debate with a couple of my buddies the other day about what I sit through five years of this Eagle season for that championship in 2017. And everyone will be like, no, no, of course not. Now the answer is yes, because it's that hard to win a title. You're seeing that you're seeing that now. So that championship like, the fact that you actually won it is crazy. It's that hard. So, yeah, I would sacrifice a six seasons of pitiful baseball if you told me I win a championship just because it's that hard. But I like how most put it. When you look at how baseball is now, it is a different era. And these analytics, these numbers, these younger guys, they're building it out where you're involved for years and years and years. And, and this does seem to be a little bit in that old school mentality. Now, if, it, if you win it, great. 
But if you become the Detroit Tigers and then you, you get there, you don't win. Now you have a hundred plus lost seasons over and over again. That's where it gets sticky. And, and it goes back to how I view this team. And I think you're farther away than, than how they see it. But even in Detroit, I mean, he got, he got them to the world series. So they he got AL, AL pennant and, and what four other division titles in his time there. I mean, that's not, that's not terrible, right? I mean, no, it, it's definitely not. I, I just don't know. I just, I don't believe in this. I'm, I'm ready to adapt to the new style of baseball. And I, I, this is just not it. So that's why I'm a little bit underwhelmed. I, I wanted to see, and here's another thing to just throw at both you guys. I want to get your thoughts. Is it weird that Burns gets an interview and then wants to stay in LA? Is it weird that Thad from Minnesota gets a phone call, gets an interview, and he's like, I'd rather stay in Minnesota? Is there a reason why? And I don't know exactly where Michael Hill is at in terms of interviews and all, but for these newer guys that you know you're intrigued by in the era of baseball, and they're all going, you know what? I'm gonna stay with where I'm at. Does that say a lot about maybe John Middleton's mind? <laughs> It almost feels like that there was like some kind of adaptation of the Rooney rule into baseball here where Middleton had to, you know, he was forced by some law to, you know, go after young analytical types. But then when all was said and done, he was going to hire an old school uh, GM who does it, you know, kind of the way he's used to doing it. It feels that way. It really does. Like, I'm going to I'm going to interview these guys, kind of get to know them, see what they think. I, you know, the reports are that they kind of turned down the job, but as Hunter's alluding to you wonder if they were even felt welcome. Yeah. I you know like they were really, you know, going to have the keys handed over to them by Middleton. And at the end of the day, he goes, bam, Dave Dabrowski, the old guard kind of comes in here. So I, I do wonder if, if it was just a flirtation with what you're seeing uh, around baseball that Middleton had, but in the end, he was always going to go down the old school path. And, and I think baseball is different by the way, um, guys in that, I think, yes, the ultimate goal is to win a World Series, but because it's such a long marathon season, you know, and, and this is just me speaking. I don't know what fans – I don't know if fan, all fans feel like, yeah, I'll take, like, a division pennant and a trip to the World Series, maybe a winning World Series, followed by eight really bad years of having no farm. I mean, in, in football, yeah, maybe I think people take that, especially when your franchise goes 50-some-odd years without winning it. In baseball – you know, nobody wants, I mean, think about how miserable people were from 2010 and beyond here a long time. And yes, it was worth it to win that world series. Cause it had been such a long time, but I think fans rightly want two things. They want a world series, but they would also like uh, long-term success. And I don't think it's unfair to ask for either. And I think it is unfair to say you get to choose one or the other, a world series followed by terrible years or, you know, uh, or no World Series at all. That's that's not the choice that a fan should have to live with. I mean, you, you should want long-term sustainable success. So let me ask, let me ask you this. So everybody's worried about the long-term now with 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 a, a Dombrowski hire. So who who that would have been a Double A, Triple A, even Class A last year? Who are you afraid of losing? Well, right? I'll say this here right now. Nobody. I mean, Boehm, I don't classify as a prospect anymore. Nobody. And but even that's Howard. My, that's my fault. Because he's, he's going to be on the team. Yeah, th that's my th that's where I have the problem. The fact that you have nobody. That I want an organization that, like, cycles through having prospects where you can trade three of your top prospects. Doesn't matter. You know why? The next year you're getting three more. And you just have this system of, of nonstop being able to produce guys. I think that's where I wanted to start with this hire. Get someone in there that knows how to build this system from the ground up 
And that will ultimately lead into that sustained success that we're talking about. You, you now have a guy who is known to go in there. And when he's done, you won't have anything. You're going to, when he leaves, and even when he's here, you're going to have this. This is what you're going to be accustomed to. Nothing. And that bothers me. Well, yeah, well I'm not afraid of, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're worried about, you're worried about the system, the system, the system. So, so Josh Bonifay, right? He's only joined the Phillies as farm director in 2018, right? So they got the new scouting director. So the, like the, the, new, the new guard was just kind of installed not that long ago, like in terms of a developing the system. So their guys are still going to be perhaps no higher than uh, Class A advanced uh, Jersey Shore, right? So since the things are a little bit different. But, you know, the way I see this this year, this offseason, this is the perfect opportunity for the Phillies to capitalize on teams not having a lot of money. How many teams are going to be looking to shed some payroll? And if you're trading your double A, triple A guys that aren't that great, as you've all kind of said right now to bring in some pieces that are going to be impactful. I think that's a real opportunity if you're willing to do that. Now um, there were some reports out there that, and let's face it, the Phillies never said we're cutting the payroll 50, $50 million, right? I mean, we've seen the other cuts, no one has really said that. And, and you know what? I, I, th I think that it's, it's kind of almost unfair to think that, um, that they're definitely doing so, especially when we see these reports out there that say that there's no way that, that, that we would have seen him take this job if there wasn't money to spend, right? I mean, so, so I, I think this is, if there really is money to spend, this is a tremendous opportunity for the Phillies to, to, to win now because take, take, take the mid-level salary players i mean i think we can all agree on this right some teams are going to be way worse off than the phillies financially is that fair to say yes like the indians percent perhaps yeah, or so capitalize yeah. on it right yeah sure this is sure. well, then this, it comes down to middleton actually putting his you no know, money where his mouth is with this signing now scott lauber did say months ago that when he was talking about potential hires if dombrowski gets the job he, he is going to have autonomy and he is going to be the one making the decision so most you mentioned maybe getting a GM in there. I think you will get a GM, but it, it's going to be like a Daryl Morey Elton brand collaboration of, Hey, Dombrowski's the one who's going to be pulling the trigger on these moves. Sure. And I, I see that. I'm not really, you know, again, I'm not afraid of what Dombrowski can do because I think he can do some good things that you're mentioning, Frank. And I think he does have that experience and track record, but I will say, I mean, you know, he went to he went to organizations and was able to make some moves based on what they had at the time, right? Uh, what they had come up through the pipeline. I think Austin Jackson is a guy that he was able to do some things with in Detroit in, from a trade standpoint to bring in other guys. And wh what is he going to do other than make kind of lateral type trades with talent that the Phillies already have established to bring in? You're, you're saying that he might be able to take, you know, less than ideal minor league talent and flip that for something to a desperate franchise. But the Phillies aren't going to be the only big market team looking to do that. Uh, but they are probably one of the few big market teams that don't have as much to offer as some of the others. So if he can do it, God bless him. Yeah. I, Frank, bless me, yeah, I, was, I just want to ask you, Frank, real quick, like Stott, Abel, those are the two that have like some noise, right? And like, could you argue maybe Spencer Howard's in a deal? I don't know. I highly doubt it, but I'm just saying besides those two. And if you want to throw Howard in there, I don't really even know how much you have value wise. Yeah. yeah, They, they, they don't have a lot of the, the high impact guys. I think what you're going to see is people, people that are making trades right now are going to be banking on the high ceiling types. 
Uh, you're not going to see a lot of teams trading for, I mean, it, 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 it's unfortunately not really the opportunity to, to really have a, a clear handle on, on who the prospects are. Right. I mean, they didn't play. <laughs> so, so I, I think, I think this will be, this, this will be a chance for, um, you know, when teams are going to be acquiring prospects that are going to be cutting payroll, the Texas Rangers of the world, maybe the Indians of the world, the Pittsburgh Pirates, see, see what they have. They're, they're, they're going to they're going to take some chances on some people that have a high upside that maybe aren't your top prospects. So I, I think that's I think that's what needs to happen. Now, I, I do want to say this. I do want to get this in here too. talking about money. I don't buy for a second that they can't sign JT Real Muto because of money. And here's why. If you sign the guy to a five-year deal, right? And if it's just a matter of cash flow in 2020, we know that there's a vaccine. We know that life is going to eventually get back to normal soon, right? Yes. There, there will be revenues in subsequent years, even if you're yeah. short this year. So sure. structure the deal where the cash flow is he gets 10 million this year and then it bumps up to 30. Like you right. could you could totally do that with these contracts you know, yep. backload them a little bit. Like, I, I don't see why that's going to stop anybody, right? The AAV is going to hit your, hit your luxury tax, but if you're paying out less right now, right. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, right? No, I, mean, I, I think you're right. I also think that, you know, like if the Mets wind up signing James McCann, which it sounds like reports are mm. pretty close, that takes a big suitor all, out off the market, uh, you know, especially one with, with allegedly deep pockets now. And at some point, you know, then if the Angels lose out on McCann and the Mets get him, do the Angels pursue JT Real Muto to the point where they're willing to pay him some – I forget the estimate that you put out there a long time ago, Frank, like 180 over 7? Seven? 7, 185, something like that. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to get that. And I said that at the end of the year. I said I think he's you know hoping to get it, but we have to see how the market shapes up. I don't think the Yankees are going to be – in pursuit i know it's been rumored that way but they have gary sanchez and you know they need to get more left-handed anyway so uh real mutu is not left-handed and if the mets don't get him, then it's down to the angels and the phillies uh maybe the rangers but the rangers see it doesn't seem like they're uh, eager to be spending a, a boatload of money so I'm, I'm thinking this might work out in the in the phillies favor to get him at a at a number that they probably uh you know didn't think that they would be able to get maybe a month ago so maybe That's where, Quintec played it well. Yeah, yeah, right after all that. Although at the time of the pandemic, before we really knew what was going on, I was one saying, like, let's see what the market is. Nobody knows what's happening, you know? Like, to just crucify them during when the first initial reaction of what COVID-19 was, I wasn't the one, like, demanding you had to go do it. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, so I didn't really blame them, like, to, to kind of test what was going on. But now I just wonder – knowing how he spends money, because he does spend it. Maybe he signs him for what we thought it would be, which is an obnoxious amount. And fans might get excited about that, but I'm in the minority of, I don't even want to sign JT Romuto for seven years at some obnoxious amount. I think that could actually be something that's bad for this franchise. I'd rather take that money and spend it in other areas because you need to build an entire bullpen. You lost the starting pitcher. You don't have a shortstop. I don't know. You're going to trade Gene Segura. There's rumors. Maybe Toronto. I don't know what's going on there. Hey, if they'll take him, take that contract. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm with it. You also have to re replenish that catcher position. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather personally, you know, people might want JT because of the name and all, but if it's going to be that heftier price, which it still might be, I'd rather spread that around this team because like I I've been saying, they got a lot to fix. 
Yeah, it's funny. They, they, the James McCann thing to the Mets, like, like he seemed to be the safety fallback for the Phillies. But <laughs> I think the Mets, they, they, they appear to be more interested in George Springer and Trevor Bauer than, than JT. Well, because Yorito. it's the smart thing. And that's why everyone's tied to the JT. Hey, we got to go sign him. Like, there, that shows me. That's everything you need to know if you want to look around the league. There's people jumping for McCann over JT Real Muto. It's telling you exactly how, you know, what it is. It's, right. it's way a lot of money risk. for that guy. Way By the way, I'd be. I don't know if pursue. Well, I think pursuing Trevor Bauer is the right thing for a franchise that needs a pitcher, but I'm really worried about the, oh, I'm not worried, but I'm interested to see the kind of money that he gets because I, he, he, you know, is a little bit of a, of an oddball <laughs> and he did have his great his he's been always a good pitcher, but he really had an amazing year. Of course, walking into free agency. Careful. He he hears that. He's going to, he's going to attack you on Twitter, Jeff. Yeah. He uh, does he a good job that. marketing himself. That's yeah, where I he think really he does. Yeah. He, he, he excels. But I will say, I'm, I'm, I, you know, as much as I've talked about and, and echoing Hunter's sentiments about wanting like a more progressive, analytics-driven type of GM um, who's better than Matt Clintac, I will say I, I am, I am happy at least that we're not waiting a year for somebody because I do agree with you, Frank, that there is a golden opportunity here in this offseason to get some bargain deals from guys uh, like the that you mentioned, the Indians, the Pirates, even the Cubs. You know, they didn't bring back Schwarber. Uh, they probably who knows what's going to happen with Chris Bryant. No so there's DH though. What's that? Doesn't look like there's going to be a DH in the right. NFL, I know, man. but there's an opportunity for Dombrowski, who does have the the track record, to come in here and be able to make maybe two or three moves that can really help the team for this year and then for the long term. I don't know how any, anybody fixes the bullpen, but maybe they just get a little bit luckier. So I am happy that we're not waiting a year and for 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 this guy you know for whoever it is and and so i do feel like the 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 franchise is in better hands than it was two days ago even if it's not maybe in my view the best hands that it could be in Left we're both staring at each other now. We're like, I thought Hunt, usually this is when Hunter says something yeah. obnoxious, right? So. No, no, no. I, I'm very rational in my decision making and my thought process. I just, I'm with you though. It, it's better than, hey, let's go with Ned Rice for a season, which is basically Matt Clintac 2.0, and we have no direction of the team. There is a direction of the team. And once again, he has had success. So it's not the worst hire in the world, but, you know, it, it, it is ironic and, and kind of weird that here we are screaming about long-term, you know, the long-term of this team. And we're talking about one of the, the worst franchises in sports. All they do is lose. So it's kind of funny that we're all worried about, oh, you know, the future of this thing. When you have someone who statistically can go for it now, I just don't think they're in go for it now mode. The way I see it, at least. Some might think that they were close. Some thought last year they were a bullpen away. And maybe they were a bullpen away of making the playoffs. But now you're a bullpen away without a catcher, without a shortstop. And, you know, I'm done with this Roman Quinn, Adam Hastley duo. Like, that doesn't win you baseball games. You don't know what you have in Reese Hoskins. You don't have a starting rotation. Scott Kingery's just a guy. You know, he's a bench piece who can play versatility in, in certain areas. Like, there's a lot in, in this team. Andrew McCutcheon, 73 years old. Well, hold up, though. They scored a lot of runs last year. I mean, they, I, they did. I, and they had I a know. very good one-two punch. I mean, it, you could very well make an argument that if they had a bullpen, they would have been in the playoffs. And much like the Nationals from two years ago, if you're in it, catch a little fire. And they didn't even have a great bullpen two years ago. It seemed like their bullpen just got hot as they got into the playoffs. 
and then they won it all. So I don't want to, you know, be unfair and just sure, start bringing but- up every guy on the ah, McCutcheon's old and this guy stinks. And that, yeah, come <laughs> the on. Whole they, they scored a lot of runs last year. They You're did. Right. They really but did. No DD and no JT. Now it, now it adds way more. You yeah. Know? I think, I think gives them them money to do something else right so and improve an area that's why sure. i think if they're tra- if they're looking at trading segura that they're looking at re-signing uh dd like i mean i i think that's i think that's where you get the money for dd as you trade if, if you have the opportunity to trade segura and i've said this frequently on the pro on the program he's he's a good player but he's probably a little overpaid right i mean it, it's it's yes. uh that that's 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 one of the contracts that that seems to handcuff them a little bit. I mean, you add McCutcheon and Segura together. I mean, that's thirty million dollars. I mean, that's mm-hmm. two nice players, but per- perhaps getting a little bit too much money. So I I I, I think it'd what be do you interesting think to see gets year wide. Like, do you think like this was supposed to be his prove it deal, so he can go sign some big ticket afterward? Not huge ticket, but you know, a decent contract. Are, are people valuing what he did in a 60 game stretch? Is it going to be another one year deal? Like, I don't even know what his market value Three is. Three years. 50. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Three or four. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's probably going to make a little bit more than last. I mean, the fact he, he's never hit a home run to left field blows my mind. <laughs> Not one. Not one. You'd think you'd luck yourself into one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think DD, DD offered a lot. I think DD offered a lot of intangibles to a team that you really, you, you want him on your team, you know? So I, I, I think, I think it would be wise for the Phillies to find a way to, to get him. But, but it, you know, that if they, if they're bringing back DD, then it makes sense. Then, then you deal with Scott Kingery. It's, I want to say deal with, I mean, I think Scott Kingery, by the way, deserves a shot to show what he can do when he's not infected with COVID. Fair. Yeah, it's definitely fair. I mean, he'll I get just, the I shot like because as, he's like, got the contract. If he's your role, good versatility player that can give you a center field, shortstop, third, second. Like I just look at him as an awesome utility guy, but like I don't, I don't see him as you know this great starter. Start, start, start him at second base this year, and if he's not great, I mean, how hard is it to pick up a second baseman at the trade deadline? I mean, that's that's probably one of the easiest positions to fill if you need definitely. to, right? I mean, yes. definitely. So, so, so he give, at least his manageable contract gives you some options. So, so I, I you know, there, there's. They're going to be out. What Jay Bruce is is a free agent. I mean, they probably want a younger left-handed bat to to, to supplement McCutcheon with, just because you know he's. I, th- I think the thing about McCutcheon, yeah, he, yeah, the yeah, he's old thing, but I think he clearly benefits from having his time off, right? Especially, uh, um, he should be better recovered from that knee, though, right? So, I mean, I, uh, but you, you probably want another lefty bat that can play some left field, right? So. I, I think there's people out there. Uh, this might not be so bad. I, you know, you, if you lose JT and make it up in other positions, fine. But, uh, you know, if I saw the Phillies going for George Springer instead and, and he would be your center fielder and, and uh, you know, you, the drop off at catcher, you make up in center field. But I don't know. That's signs are maybe better than ever pointing to JT, but maybe the Nationals want him. That's that's the one thing that I I'd keep an eye on. But would the Nationals pay him all that money after not paying Harper money? Probably. <laughs> Maybe I love, I, happening. It always seems so irrational when when some teams let their big player go and then they they sign some equally bad contract yeah. <laughs> afterwards. Like you, you could have kept you could have kept your guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm very I'm I'm really I'm 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 glad. I wonder this, by the way, the the lack of. I wonder if the Phillies um were have been holding up the free agent market. I wonder if agents were waiting to see who the Phillies put in place. You know, you notice, I mean, and, and I look, it's, it's sometimes it's slow going a couple of years ago, Bryce didn't sign to like March, right. Or February. So, but I do wonder if, if these free agents have been waiting for the Phillies to kind of get their, you know, what together so they can, 
they can start taking their guys over and saying, hey, are you interested? Hey, you know who hasn't? The Atlanta Braves. They got right to work signing ex-Phillies. You know. And, yeah. Wait, how about this Drew Smiley 11 deal million for like a, eleven mil? It's almost like, hey, he's probably going to work out because the Braves did it. Although they took a shot on a couple guys that didn't work. Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels. didn't work. And did uh Felix Hernandez? Did he opt out? He Is opted that... out. He, but he was. Okay. But at that point, it was a shot shot in the dark. It was, yeah. But uh... this Drew Smiley deal. What the hell is that? Watch, he's going to be unbelievable. It's one of the players that Dombrowski uh, found in Detroit to have, with some success there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Hey, Smiley's Smiley's been a nice player, but I just think, you know, at this point, I mean, I think I think what the Braves just needed because they've got this offense, just a predictable guy that's going to give you innings. And um, and if he has a four and a half ERA, that's fine because they're going to score a ton of runs. I, I think that's I think the, the Braves got got him and Morton. I mean, that's that's some stability, you think. Right. I mean, it's. It was surprising though. Like it, they, it seems like they overpaid just to make sure they had somebody. Mm-hmm. Like Morton's a guy that I would like to use for the you know older. You won't crush you. You can go out and sign him for a year or whatever, and like go out and grab him. I don't even know if they were in his in the crosshairs, but that's the type of signing that you know I, I definitely would have supported. Get, go get Morton. Let's go. Let's add him to the mix. But no, again. now we got Vinny V. Go get Morton again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again. Although it'll probably stink. Anyone who puts on the pinstripes falls apart. By the way, that's another that's another sign the Phillies aren't that broke because four million dollars to Vince Velasquez. I didn't see that coming. I thought I thought for sure he was a non-tender. I thought they would just cut ties and say, well, we really need that four million bucks somewhere else. I don't know what they plan for him, but he's coming How, back. Yeah, well, I love that you just said that because here we go again. Oh, is he a fifth starter? Is he a bullpen guy? Can he be the back end of the bullpen? He stinks. How about that? He's nothing. <laughs> And then they went and gave $5 million to Hector Neris. <laughs> what do you think about that, Mosh? You know what I think about that. $5 million's nothing for him. I mean, they, they, they declined to $7 it's million. It's $1 mil for every ER and run. How is he different you know? than Vince Velasquez? You have no idea what kind of role he's suited for. He's only a closer because you have nothing on your team that Maybe can close get a closer. What? Maybe they'll get a closer. They're going to go out and get a closer. Then what do you do with it, Neris? You're bringing He'll this guy as a, as a hold guy with guys on base so he can throw yeah. the football into the dirt and move the runners. That's great. As long as he gets awesome. the swing and the miss. Yeah, right. Well, at least they have one reliever, right? I mean, <laughs> Connor Brogdon. Hey, look, Brogdon Romero. I guess the, I guess you have three out of your eight. I mean, I don't Alvarez, know. Alvarez, right? Alvarez, hey, David, David Alvarez Hale. is a free agent. Oh, yeah, that's right. They brought back David Hale. Yeah. He's a guy to four. So they now you need four good arms. It's and then some to stash in the minor leagues just in case. It's just going to be give Sir Anthony. Give Sir Anthony Dominguez some of that, like Brandon Brooks juice that makes that guy come back from injuries <laughs> really soon. <laughs> yeah, him and Jalen Rager. Brandon Brooks was doing box jumps one week after an Achilles tear. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I thought yeah. he was toast like Ryan Howard was toast after his, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's probably Jason Peters at this point. He's toast. I mean, he was toast four years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe not a Phillies podcast. You're right. You're right. Get away from the Eagles nonsense. Well, you know, it's a, it's the same thing. Like, what was it? The one last time I did, I think I did the four whole four hours of ninety seven three. Like, the, like right as they were like resigning, resigning um uh, both both uh, both him and Sproles, and it's like, all right, look, we love you, but you're old. <laughs> like, and then, but Jason Peters keeps going and going and going and going. Like, talk about Phillies hanging on to players forever. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, he ain't going anymore, so he's on IR now. Yes. <laughs>
Well, I think I think I think this was a, a really uh, fun opportunity to, to to start to project ahead. Hopefully, we'll see an announcement sometime uh, early next week. It sounds like from the Phillies, and and maybe once once we get that presser, we'll have an idea as to what direction they're going to go. Right? I mean, you would imagine Dombrowski will come in with the plan, and and uh, he'll let us know what that is, and then we'll have lots more to talk about. But honestly. We'll shake some things up and we'll have some good stuff to talk about this season, won't we? Yes, yes I can't wait for this presser. Is it going to be worse than the last one? Or what's Andy McPhail going to do, by the way? Oh, I, we should big, talk about that before we sign if, off. If a big fish comes in, he said he's going to step away. Well, is this the big fish? <laughs> I, I, Swim away, yeah, Andy. Please. Swim I, away. I, he's a, he won two <laughs> World Series, too, may I add. Just throwing that out. You mentioned yeah, Pat earlier. McVale yeah. won one, one, two as well. That yeah, but he out. wasn't the GM. <laughs> That's like being a fan of a baseball team and saying, I want a World Series. Too. <laughs> well, Andy McPhail, I, 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 I think we'll see very little from him. I, I think he was trying to get fired in their press conference. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Matt Klintak, by the way, still part of the organization. Would love to know what he's going to be doing. They'll mm-hmm. have him go scout in California. Paperwork, right? <laughs> Yeah, we'll sign this, please. But yeah, be interesting to see what happens with McPhail now. Like, is, is are they going to have him do some of the president work and just earn his money, or, or are they just going to tell? Well, him to he, go home? if you said he, he, if you remember, he said you know there should be one, two guys to do what he was doing. He was doing like the baseball operation stuff, and then the business side of things. And he was pretty much saying that his pressure, we, we got to find two people to be doing this. One guy focuses on this. And the other guy focuses on that. And then he, he pretty much said, I don't want to be here anymore. Was his yeah. message. That's but, what exactly yeah. what he was yeah. saying. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Is there, I, I, you know, for as little as he's spoken the last several years, it, it, he's, he manages to put his foot in his mouth every time and say something the stupid quotes- every time. The, yeah. the era that we're witness that we just went through is is the era of the quotes. Yeah, I guess we, we can end on this with the Babe Ruth comment. All right, because to me, I, I know most you thought maybe you know if he was trading for a dead guy. I never thought dead guy. I thought, no, I never thought that. I, I was know. just trying to imagine because yeah. that could be the only other scenario. Imagine thinking you wouldn't trade Zach Wheeler for Babe Ruth's prime. I mean, that's yeah. just insane. Just insane. We- we went from stupid money to stupid quotes. That's if you what don't, happened. you don't. Like, all of it. It's so bad. Everything is horrendous. Well, I, I'll just say this in closing. I, I think the reason Middleton angrily responded is I perhaps, perhaps behind the scenes, he's doing more than we realize, right? Like, like hiring Dave Dombrowski, right? When yeah. everybody thought they would just be content to have Andy McPhail and, and Ned Rice just, just pass time in their rocking chairs, right? So I, I think... I think that uh, he was angry because the Phillies don't intend to lie down this year. So those are my, those are my closing words. We'll have lots of words coming up in the future, but for now, for Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, Hunter Brody, this has been the powder blue podcast, Dave Dombrowski edition. We'll be with you soon and all through the off season as news breaks.